Yeah, it's Brian calling. Hi, Brian. It's Sean. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? All right. That's good. That's good. Uh, I'll start this off with uh, how's everybody doing? COVID and quarantining. Everybody safe and healthy? Yeah, no, everyone's good. Everyone's just kind of waiting to get back to work and play some shows. We would look forward to that as well. New York, is that where you're located right now? Actually, I'm in Texas right now for the winter. New York's getting blasted by a snowstorm right now. Yeah, we, we got a little bit of snow here in Jersey, but not as much as like North Jersey and, and New York. But you moved around a lot in the book, so I wasn't sure where you were uh, where you were at at this point in time. Yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in Texas right now. Congratulations on Son of a Milkman. I read that in 25 hours. Oh, wow. Wow. I love those books, especially uh, with artists that I grew up listening to and I like. I just love all the behind the scenes and, and what was going on the whole time I was you know, watching you on MTV or seeing you in concert. Wow. That's a quick read, man. It, it was an easy read. It was, it was very enjoyable. It was, it was easy not to put down. All right. Well, thank you. What's going on with you and Tesla? Obviously, you can't go on the road. Is there any new music happening? Are you guys uh, in communication? Well, I mean, we speak to each other, but there's nothing really going on um, because we can't play. And we just put out an album last year, so we're not really working on anything new right now. Uh, I go all the way back to 86 with you guys. I remember Modern Day Cowboy premiering on MTV, and I had the pleasure at 11 years old, seeing you open up for Def Leppard in Philadelphia in the round, and been a been a fan uh, ever since. It's 2021, man. Believe it's still going strong. Yeah, I know it's a trip. Huh? <laughs> it's been a long time. Yes. Would you have thought back in '86 when you were just getting this thing started, it would still be going? Uh, probably not. No, no, I, I, I didn't think. Especially in '86, you know, everything was so new and stuff. So. No, I was just, you know, probably overwhelmed with just being there at that point <laughs> in time. You have a long history with uh, with Def Leppard, obviously, touring in 87, all the way to the last record being produced by Phil Collin. Talk about them a lot in the book, and you have a you have a pretty close friendship with Joe Elliott. What what did they teach you back in 87 that you, you have held on to as a musician, as a band? They taught us to always try to do the best that we could, whether it was playing a concert or, you know, making a record or writing a song. Just do the best work you could. Not 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 do anything half-assed. Reading uh, into the book, obviously I knew a lot about Tesla, but uh, I had no idea that you had a pretty good uh, and close relationship with Jimmy Page and Led Zeppelin. That kind of blew me away. How did that formulate? Uh, we met through a mutual friend back in 1993 or 94, and we've always kept in touch, and we just, you know, it just turned into a really, you know, good friendship over the years. It's got to be something. I mean, you grew up listening to him, and now you're 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 friends. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I would have never thought that when I was 15, listening to physical graffiti <laughs> with Jimmy Page posters on my wall. Mm -hmm. That one day we'd be we'd be buddies, and you know, exchanging Christmas gifts and <laughs> going on vacations together and stuff. Yeah. So. It's pretty cool. I, it's it's really really cool. That's awesome, man. Uh, I feel the same way. I mean, just talking to you, man. I mean, I grew up and I've had the opportunity to meet and to and to interview a lot of the artists that I grew up listening to. And 10, 11, 12 year old Sean's like pinching himself, like I'm talking to this guy, and I would never in a million years thought that that would happen. Wow. <laughs> I mean, well, there you go, man. I can say. And this is, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass by any means, but five-man acoustical jam, easily 
one of probably the most listened to record, probably top five most listened to records I have ever listened to in my entire life. Me and my buddy used to just play it over and over again on CD in the car. I could probably recite the banter in between the songs. Yeah, I know. It's just classic. It's the songs. And... <laughs> Can you please turn up the air conditioner? When Jeff messed up the lyrics of Mother's Little Helper, please don't tell Mick. You know, I, I know it all. Yeah, no, um, it's, 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 that's a fun record. Yeah, and, and you, you, it was recorded not too far from where I'm at up in Philadelphia. I've, I've seen a bunch of shows at the Trocadero over the years. And, uh, yeah, I wish I was at that one, honestly. <laughs> so uh, something Thank else. You. Sorry, man, my Jack Russell's. I, I feel like I know the dogs from reading the book, man. Yeah. <laughs> Something else that, you know, I would, you know, we would have never known, obviously, knowing you from Tesla and seeing the videos and listening to the records and, and stuff like that. But a lot of your health issues, you went into great detail. And I, I, I felt, you know, I knew a lot of what you're going through because my wife has suffered with colitis for the last 15 years and I've watched her struggle and a lot of the stories I could relate to just watching what she went through and what you were going through in the book. Yeah, I mean, you know, colitis and Crohn's disease is it's it's it sometimes can be very brutal and uh, it can be tough to deal with. But you know, I try to do the best I can and keep a positive attitude and keep my stress levels down and keep it in control. I, I mean, I've watched her struggle. You know, just going to work, and I'm thinking, how's this guy get up on stage and play like a 90 minute to two hour show. Yeah, there have been a couple times where it got so bad I had to sit down on the drum riser and play the show. And, uh, you know, but only a couple times. And I, I missed a couple of shows in 2008 because I had a really bad flare up. But, um, you know, of lately it's been, it's been in, in pretty good check. That's good. That's good to hear. Obviously, you went into detail a lot of the uh, drugs and alcohol, especially living in the 80s and early 90s. I, you know, How is a musician, or has it just become like like a crutch, I guess, to a certain extent? You're drinking or there, there's, there's drugs going on. To be able to get up and play that show and remember what to play and what to sing, I've always been – I've marveled at that. I never was so wasted I couldn't play. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was never an issue. I think, you know, it's just – People think Tesla was, you know, this squeaky clean, you know, Colgate toothpaste kind of band. <laughs> I just said, look, you know, we did our share of drugs as anyone else. We just never really talked too much about it or it was never covered by the press because we never really got a lot of press. Yeah, definitely. I mean, listen, it was the 80s, so it was probably going on with every band. But like you said in the book, it wasn't something that was like always in magazines like Guns N' Roses or Motley Crue or Poison. And obviously, living in a, a different age, you know, there wasn't social media back there where you instantly knew everything. Yeah, no, no. Social media, you know, you you, you can, uh, you know, have a sandwich and it'll... It'll be on the out on social media before you finish it. What's on the on the bread? You know? <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, social media is a great tool, but it's also uh, definitely uh, there's an evilness to it. But yeah. uh, it's just the, the world we live in. You know, I, I really enjoyed you going into the recordings of the records because being someone that, that owned them and listened to them a lot, I was really interested. You know, talking about the mixing and the production of mechanical resonance and parts of like bust a nut that you, you you're not too fond of. And some of the other records, like when you were talking about bust a nut, I love that record. And I think that record should get way more attention 
than, than it really does. Yeah, no, I love the record as well. You know, the only point I was making is that, you know, that's the record we started breaking up on. You know, while we were making that, I could see the writing on the wall on that. You know, it was just that record was a little disjointed compared to Psychotic Supper and Great Radio Controversy and Mechanical Resonance. It was, uh, you know, you could kind of hear that some of the songs weren't up to snuff. So, you know, and I mean, look, I criticized three of the six I wrote for the album. So, <laughs> you know, some of the fans are like, how could he say he doesn't like that record? You know, you know, I didn't say I didn't like the record. I just said out of all of them, it's disjointed out of the first five having problems at that time. Yeah, and I, I think as a musician, as someone that's writing the songs and, and making the music, you know, whether it's while you're doing it or later on when you go back, you're probably your your own worst critic. You know, you're going to judge it harder than, say, a fan. By- no, yeah, absolutely. And I think I should be able to, especially since I did it. Yeah, That's your property, man. You, <laughs> you know to, what I mean? You get to say what you want. Well, right. Well, but, you know, I got chastised on social media for it on the Tesla board. I appreciated the honesty. You know, there's some things like I didn't agree. I'm like, I, I think that's a great song. And I say it here on air all the time. That's the beauty of music. It's all opinion. You like what yeah, you like. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure Paul McCartney has the record he doesn't like that well on the Beatles. I mean, you know, it's, there are parts of Bustin' Nut I love. Parts of Bustin' Nut that I don't think got to their full potential. Let's put it that way. Well, I remember reading an interview with Phil Collin where he was criticizing a couple of the songs in the production on Hysteria. And I was like, really? Listen, it's it, everybody's ear is different. Well, yeah, I know what he's talking about. He's probably talking about the, the you know, the four songs that weren't the hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, Brian, I, I've been a fan for a long time. I've seen Tesla, uh, geez, probably probably at least a dozen times live. I had the pleasure. You were here a couple of years ago in Atlantic City playing the Harris uh, venue, and you guys were tremendous. Saw you acoustic up at the Irving Plaza in New York. Uh, probably when you first got back together in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Shout out, by the way, to Into the Now. That was a great comeback record. Yeah, no, that was a, that was a good time in, in the band's career. You're a working band. You guys power through, and here you are in 2021. We hope to see you on the road again, and I, I suggest everybody go out and get Son of a Milkman. Just a tremendous book. Like I said, it's an easy read, but you go in depth. Your honesty, not only just the music, but health and personal issues. It was real easy to read in a day. So congratulations on the book and continued success with uh, with Tesla, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Not a problem. You take care, and we'll, we'll see you on the road soon. Okay, buddy. Take All care. Right. Bye-bye.